Welcome back to What a Relief, the untold story of the arts tenure in the Olympics. My name is Elizabeth Riggs. My pronouns are she, her. My name is Bernadette Suffolk, and my pronouns are they, them. <laughs> They're mine. <laughs> They're mine, and you can't have them, but I would like you to use them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can use them, but I have full ownership of ownership. them. Ownership. Uh, like NBC Broadcasting, you need written permission from me. <laughs> To steal my name. <laughs> That's fine. That's good. Um, have you been watching any of the the current Olympics as they're happening around us? Any more events? Um, a little bit. Okay. So uh, I've just been trying to kind of keep up on the ones that I've been missing, but like sure. wanting to watch. There's so much that happens within truly a three hour period. And you're instantly behind. And what's kind of difficult is, since it's happening in Tokyo, obviously the live events are actually happening mostly while we're asleep. Yeah. And so they're giving us, you know, what they can when Mm -hmm. they can. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've been enjoying, like, I I highly recommend just, instead of throwing on the TV, like, going and purposely looking at... um, I know we talked about skateboarding last time. Yes. But I went back and watched the girls' skateboard, which I really enjoyed. Yes, that was the one I was talking about too. Mm-hmm. Was uh, was the girls they were they were crushing it all all across the board. Last uh, last t- episode I talked about different questions that I had. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions I had that I didn't end up talking about was why are sports split upon gender that don't seem to matter? Yeah. And the reason I didn't talk about it is because there was zero satisfying information about that. But yeah. I was so frustrated that we're creating new sports like skateboarding that don't seem to need to be gendered in any way. Right. And I was just so confused right. on why we're still doing that. And uh, the Olympics, this is the first year that they are trying to tote, quote unquote, um, gender equality. I don't know if you saw them showcase that by one. It's the first time in which a girl and boy from every country was holding the flag. I did hear about that, and man, did that feel like, isn't this good? And I was just like, I don't think actually people are upset that sometimes a man or a woman carries the flag alone. Usually oh, it, was just based, it was just an honor for a particular athlete. It actually had more to do with, like, who's the best athlete in your country, less What's your gender, anyway? A hundred percent. Yeah. I believe it was Malcolm X that stated that the oppressive um, ruling class will always try to subdue the oppressed through uh, tokens of change that aren't actually, like, that don't actually matter. Actually mean anything, really. Right? Yeah. Um, and it's, that kind of, this obviously feels like one of those of, like, <laughs> don't worry, they're both, except there was, I think it was, uh, was it Greece? I think it might have been with Greece when they first came out. Yeah. Uh, the boy was doing such a bad job, like, helping the girl carry the flag sure. that I saw her just rip it out of his <laughs> hands. There was definitely, I don't remember which country, but I, the commentators went, oh, look, they're fighting over the flag. <laughs> they also were not. They were rearranging their hands. So, you know, relax, NBC. Good grief. Uh, no, I think you're right. And no, I didn't. It's... 2021, despite the name of the games, if we're just now getting around to, like, gender equality at the Olympics, yeah, it is it is too late. Oh, 100%. The reason I think that they're hyping it is that this is the first year that it's basically um, equal men and women competing. I believe it's women are, like, 48.8 or something like that, sure. whereas some specific countries, like China, have uh, far more females competing than males sure um in the sports but it's just like 
as the world is having more conversations around gender itself, it seems so unbelievably antiquated that the Olympics are like just catching up to the base of like yeah. representation of just the binary gender, right? Right, right, right. right. Uh, it's just kind of it, it's kind of yeah, it's 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 late to the game and it seems awkward and uncomfortable like crunchy. It's like w- the opposite of dog years, like they're moving slower <laughs> than normal speed. Maybe yeah. because it's like every four years that the summer games happen, oh, every four years the winter games happen. So like it's like they actually only have one year of progress every four years. There you go. Thank you so much for synthesizing what I was so trying like, to they say. Are, they're like Ice Age still. Yeah, they're, or they're like, turn of the century, <laughs> women can vote. And you're like, wow, okay, well... Glad I tuned in. Wow, can't wait to see, like, post-apocalypse what the Olympic <laughs> Games are doing for gender. Oh, gosh. I'll be like, we've started thinking about it. Well, and so I, I, I researched, like, why are they still split? Mm-hmm. And there just, like, wasn't a lot of information, except there was a lot of articles that were like, isn't it amazing that there are all these new um, co-ed sports? And I was like, cool. And what they meant by that was just ones where the teams are both male and female. But it's not, like... Anyone can sport against anyone. Right. It's like uh, tennis, but there has to be one dude and one girl on every team. Oh, right, right, or right. right. Where you're like, yeah, and figure skating's been doing that for decades. Exactly. This isn't, that's actually not very that's not what progressive we at all. About. Yeah. Uh, no, you lost it. You, uh, They're you, like, as you long didn't... as there's a nuclear family and, and <laughs> someone can have a baby, we love a good love story. As long as the losers can end up falling in love. That's all that matters. Did you mean to say losers or losers? Well, because <laughs> it worked both ways. That's what I mean. Okay, wow. I'm a loser baby. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it feels like losers have game. Oh, God. I mean, they slide in fast and well. Oh, so. my gosh. That's the NBC tone. <laughs> Which, in very real life, I do say sentences in that tone. Not, not to try to give credit to anyone. Finally, I'm just really happy that you finally have a space that it makes sense. Finally. It's been uncomfortable it's every been day. 28 previously. years of just, oh, I just want to feel at home <laughs> in my own sense of comedy. Here Are there is. any uh, sports that you've been enjoying since the last time we spoke? I watched some volleyball. Yes. Um, and the the men's volleyball, uh, the game they won over Italy, they were talking in depth about the sub they had to bring on who, like, got called up, like, a handful of days before this game. Whoa. Because the original person that was supposed to play in his stead was incredibly ill with COVID. And, mm. um, and by incredibly ill, I mean that he tested positive. And we assume... The illness is coming. <laughs> by, by this point, the time of the release of this podcast, dude's probably not feeling amazing. Uh, but speedy recovery. Uh, wow. So I was watching that game. They were talking about how quickly they had to bring this sub in. Um, and they got to practice twice together. The original player, because it was doubles. Oh. One of the original guys and this sub got to practice together twice and then just play the Olympics. And I was like, yikes. That's like... That's like worse than someone being like, you have a day to memorize these lines. Yeah. Go. It's it because the stakes are so intense. So did they win? <sighs> they did win. They beat Italy. Oh. So I have not kept up with where they went past that. Cause I was trying to watch a wide variety of sports. I feel I bad that. if I give all my attention to just like 
a handful of events, yeah. even though it's my life and I can watch what I want. <laughs> I still feel bad. Um, I think the one year you're doing an Olympics podcast, I think that's okay to spread yourself. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Um, so, no, I've, I watched some diving trials. Um, what else? Obviously, skateboarding was delightful. I watched some Olympic trials. Um, it's been fun. I've been trying to make my way around. Uh-huh. haven't watched any... Um, Oh, and, and some um, sp- uh, sprints, mm. which was intense. Oh, there was um, one of the qualifying rounds that I like went back and watched. Uh, they had a false start happen. I think they got up to seven times in a row. <gasps> Fun fact, one of the highest times uh, a false start has happened was 15 times in a row in France uh, at the Paris wow. Games last time they hosted. You mean of one event where they just keep going? D- 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 one d- and the same line of... Uh, of, of people trying to start this race. Oh. And you could see how irritated they were getting because they use all this energy to, like, burst off the block. Yeah. And and your heart's racing and your adrenaline's going, and then you, like, and don't actually get to act on it. every time you think it's the, th- the time. Yes. Oh, God. So, finally, they, uh, they're like, well, they're going to have to basically, like, make this somebody's fault uh, so that they could just, like, move on. But they thought maybe the blocks were malfunctioning as well, so there was, like, a lot of speculation. Ultimately, just this one dude that flinched too much, they called him out. Oh. He, he flinched at the gunshot on, like, the, the seventh time or something. They're like, all right, you gotta go. I, I don't think he actually even broke the line. Oh. So it was just kind of sad, and, and they watched him walk off the track and, like, down the sad hallway, like... That is so it was a bummer. sad. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, could you so, imagine getting disqualified from the Olympics from flinching too much? Yes, and especially if you don't, if you're like the sacrificial lamb, because they've done too many false starts in a row, and they just have to keep the program moving. You're like, dude, I mean, I crushed it the first six times. Even if he did fuck up the final time, it wasn't him every time. Right, yeah. Like, statistically. Oh, baby. Unless it's just a bad start. <laughs> Starter. Well, I will say that seems like an important thing to be good at in the whole realm of a, a job at the Olympics. Because apparently you'll just get friggin' kicked out. Because I think running fast is a big one, right? That helps a lot I in think running. Finishing, like you know, getting to Period. the finish line. Yes, that's an important part of running. Agreed. But I'll I'll offer maybe even the most important, the starting <laughs> and getting the to to begin running. Yeah. Really, without starting, you don't get to the other stuff. Oh, no. As with most things. <sighs> well, wow. I really broke that one down. And I think <laughs> I figured out how to get good Here's at almost thing. anything. Sports analysis, not actually hard. Oh, of course not. Why don't you just do it, and then you'll see. I I have a, a, a big wet dream. <laughs> a big, fat, sloppy dream. <laughs> okay. Of becoming a sports commentator. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, obviously, but anyone who's listening to this podcast knows I don't know much about sports. Mm-hmm. But having watched enough of them, I recognize that there is, like, a desired at least one of the two commentators that knows a little bit of history of the people in the field. Yes. But then there's a color commentator. Yes. And the shit that they say is the stupidest shit I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, true. You're watching football, and these assholes, these fucking assholes are like oh man if they only did it harder fought longer went farther and you're like that's the whole that's the game game <laughs> i hate when they ask these poor athletes questions after they literally lost a game and they're oh, like no. what could you have done better and they're like i don't know one 
Yeah, they're like, I'm sure I'm about to hear it from everyone at the organization, what I could have done better. Absolutely. So I'm not going to launch into that with you right and they're now. Like, well, how are you feeling when you <sighs> lose? And it's like, almost bad. Would you believe that? Would you believe that, Mr. May? Is that enough? <laughs> For you? Is that enough of a soundbite? I really respect the athletes that go up on the press tables and are just like, I'm here so I don't get fined. I'm yeah. here so I don't get fined. Yeah. And then just like say nothing. I love that or, energy. Uh, like Serena, I think it was Serena Williams, not Venus. I think it was Serena who was who just clapped back at some people so hard, like, you're just never going to be me. None <laughs> of you are. And I'm just like, oh my Yes. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're and, not and I'm wrong. afraid of you, but I, I, I love you. Like, you're great, but scary. So, yeah, I think it would be fun uh, to be a color commentator, especially. Yeah. Um, At least I could say some real stuff that's not just, uh, wow, they missed that pass. I'll yes. be like, so I I think. Mm-hmm. All right, so this is if I was commenta- oh, okay, commentating okay. the um, Are you color commentating? Um, I'm saying stats? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This Of the runners. 25% farther than last run. So this is what I think is really important. That 25% was actually what got them more than the last time. Now, some people think percentages, who needs them? But it turns out, <laughs> bigger the number, higher they go. Oh, <laughs> All right? So... When they crossed the finish line, that's what I liked, because it meant that they had done the job. And in the order that they did was how happy they were. And I really loved that for them. Now, my favorite part was when they also started, because the people who went fast at the beginning seemed to maybe be the fastest at the end. But then there was some surprises, including the people who went fastest in the middle. Thank you. And with that, we're going to commercial break. We'll be right back with more of the sports game. Dun, dun, dun. This is Taco Bell's ad. <laughs> and we created an entire anime show for the Olympics ads. And this is Peyton Manning singing. Uh, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Was that good? And I'm an ad for Levi's, but I'm not going to tell you I'm an ad for Levi's. I'm going to show you but. the Paralympics. Oh. And butts. And oh. the Paralympics and butts. <laughs> we watch different commercials. Now, where are you getting these oh. ass Olympics? <laughs> ass Olympics. That's the dream. That's oh. the real dream. You want to be progressive Olympics? More ass. More ass. I want all different kinds of ass. That's gender equality. Unless. Unless. People want to wear something that covers it, and then you should leave them alone. Leave them alone. We'll get to that. We're going to get to We're that. Gonna get We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Wow. I think that was a pretty sufficient intro. What do you think? I feel good about it right here on the 15-minute mark. Let's actually talk about some real stuff. I would love that. I would love that. (laughs) Okay. For the history segment today, I'll be leading the charge. I, as promised in a a past episode, would like to talk about doping at the Olympics. (sighs) I realize there is not as much of an arts and history connection here. It's more of just a sports and history connection. What I will say is, if we think that some of the artists that were making art for those Olympics weren't using some performance enhancing drugs of the psychedelic kind, (laughs) or just straight up a mushroom they found in the woods, and then they were like, I'm ready to sculpt a bunch of people wrestling again, (laughs) third time's the charm, baby. They were. They were absolutely using performance-enhancing drugs. So just imagine that. 
the history that's unwritten. Yeah. But no, it was probably a much better time than the people on the sports side of the house had with all of their performance-enhancing drugs. Can I offer... After the fourth time you sculpt the same fucking looking horse, you would need some drugs. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, the inspiration that I had on horse one, two, pony three, and then mare four, it's gone. It's gone. I don't know where it went. I guess I'll have to turn to the devil's lettuce once more. <laughs> One, once more. I can't imagine, like, after the 18th swimming pool you've drawn, I'd be like... Rectangles, man, am I right? Some fairy dust and, and devil's sugar for me, son. <laughs> Get me through. Is devil's sugar... Cocaine? Cocaine. Okay. Okay. I hope you turn that down in front of your kids, listener. Yeah. Hey. This is, if there's any cops listening, I call it the devil's uh, sugar because I don't actually know what cocaine is, smells like, looks like, tastes like, or feels. So this is my alibi. I don't know anything about it, truly. That's why I call it cocaine. Well, guess I what? I get we... my cocaine from Monaco. <laughs> Drop it. Drop it. Okay. Okay. So, we're going to talk about doping in the Olympics, which is interesting because some breaking news just came out about... The current Olympics. Yeet. 20 people were caught doping at the Tokyo Games. Really? Which was just broken, no joke, about four hours ago by the Independent. Wow. Our future sponsor, when they come back and pick us up after this podcast is over, and then sponsor us in the past. Very exciting. Oh, God. I cannot uh, wait for that. 20 athletes have been banned, including 10 from uh, Nigeria. Okay. Uh, pr- uh, primarily, I believe, um folks that were going to do, like, track and field events. Okay. Uh, so, yes, they were all caught doping. So this is still a prevalent thing, which is why I think it's important to talk about. So, the use of performance-enhancing drugs, which are known as PEDs, mm-hmm. which is what we'll call them, um, performance-enhancing drugs or cheating tactics of any kind go way, way back to, like, ancient times in the Olympics. Some historians believe that they asked athletes to... Uh, compete naked so that they could see if they had anything on them they were using to cheat, which I found to be fascinating. That is so... Wait, can I ask yes. what could be on them to help them? Oh, I... That's all that historians have. All they have is a theory, but I'm not... I'm like like a like a little spring in a... <laughs> in like a secret little gladiator sandal. Like, like oh, wow. Like, what if you were a wrestler and you just had like taped like nails to your chest? <laughs> is that it? Well, and you're like... When you're cheating, become almost immediately apparent <laughs> by yeah. the blued, by the uh, yeah, by people uh, bleeding the second mm-hmm. they I- yeah. interact with you, but in multiple holes because of your chest nails, as you as you suggested. Um, they also did uh, think that maybe they were competing naked just to make sure that women weren't competing. So that's also like a bummer, um, specifically in me- in events that were created for men. So, so that so like what so like w- they were afraid. That woman would want to watch the sport, but since the men were naked, all the women would be like, no, thank you. We can't see that. (laughs) I think they were worried that women were going to try to sneak in and compete. So they're like, we'll just make everybody naked. We'll keep tabs on who's playing what. Oh, some like retro transphobia. Like, so yeah. Old school. Interesting. Yeah. And just straight up good old fashioned sexism right from the source. Okay. Straight into a cup. Okay. So these guys apparently had not heard of strap-ons and I have a feeling there was some probably authentic looking ones back in the day. They're like, ooh are you gonna enter that in the art part of the competition? 
That's quite the wooden schlong. The they Greeks were nasty. Hard. I have no yeah. doubt. The Greeks were nasty. That they were figuring out some prosthetics by that point. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, whatever. All that to say, that's just dipping the toe into the subject, into the water of the subject, if you will. Um, so initial attempts at cheating uh, were honestly not very covert either <laughs> once we got to the actual modern games where they were resurrected by Pierre Coubertin and um, and the arts were part of it. In particular, the 1904 Summer Games, the Men's Marathon. Yes! This yes. was an instance where things went truly off the rails. And I know we want to talk about it a little bit later, too, as just, like, a, the truest Olympic whoopsies. Just well, Why don't we dive into it right now? Uh, it's coming up. Let's get on it. So, uh, the 1904 uh, Olympic Summer Games were in St. Louis. These were happening at the same time as the World's Fair. We talked about how the World's Fair kind of overshadowed the games. Let's just say a lot of the planning for the games was, like, pretty poor that year. I just don't actually think it was that big of a priority, uh, maybe to St. Louis in general, because the World's Fair crushed so hard. Yeah. They got such insane ticket sales and revenue from that event. I just don't think they were paying attention. Um, so one of the most notable early uses of PEDs, performance-enhancing drugs, uh, took place at these games in the men's marathon. Uh, a man named Thomas Hicks, who ended up actually winning the race, ultimately, he uh, ran most of the race, and about 10 miles from the finish, he was just so exhausted that his trainers, who were, like, in in the crowd and, like, moving along the track with him, had to, like, push him, like, and hold him up to, like, get him across the, the final 10 miles. Right. So what they decided to do was give him several doses of strychnine, which is a rat poison. Rat poison, right. But does, I guess, like, uh, stimulate your nervous system in small, like... Bouts. Okay. They mixed this with brandy, and they gave him multiple doses of this, being like, this will definitely help. So the PEDs, straight up just poison. Um, so as he's, like, trying to push through to the end of this race, the man is full-on hallucinating. He, like, can barely walk. Truly, they are, like, helping him over the yeah. finish line, which is not really something that I even think you can do in the modern marathon is, like pick up a random person if you're their coach and just drag them to the end. Yeah. Doesn't feel super you great. You know, there's, there's a couple of things going on there, but I, I would agree as well. I think someone running onto the track mid-race, <laughs> picking up the contestant, and then just walking them through, like, uh, hashtag super inspirational. I can already see a Doritos ad about it. Yes. For sure. Yes. But I don't think it's, like, yeah, quote-unquote, like, legal. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> No, so um, it, it, he does actually win the race. Um, thankfully, he had like a mile and a half on everybody behind him. So he wins the race. Um, but once he gets to the stadium, again, they had to carry him over the line. And then they tried to like pick him up and hold him in the air to carry him off. And his feet kept moving like he was still running, oh. like in a very bad way. So he was carried off the track. He might have died right there at the stadium if there hadn't been doctors on hand. Because they poisoned this guy, basically, yeah. to win yeah. this event. Um, he lost eight pounds during the course of the race. Eight pounds during running the race. No. That that seems impossible. Oh, it, it seems shockingly unhealthy. Oh, like, my you God. You are so insanely dehydrated at that point. If you're losing eight pounds, you know it's it's all liquid. It's it not seems like, it's, like he cut off his arm. Like, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Truly. 
So this was one of the very first instances that's been recorded in the modern games where someone's like, we'll just give you this, it'll definitely help. It went horribly wrong. That race in general, which thank you, Aaron Dupuy, for resurfacing it for us to talk about. Um, second call out in a miniseries. Wow. Not bad. Not bad, Good Aaron. on you, Aaron. Good job. So that race in general was um, kind of a hot mess all around. Oh, so, People so were getting much. attacked by wild dogs. Yes. Folks were showing up so, so late and just, like, running onto the track truly in, like, slacks and, like, a button-up. Yes. Like, trying to cut their slacks off so they could run and, like, make them into, like, appropriate shorts for the event. Oh. Um, the gu- one guy actually crossed the finish line before Thomas Hicks, um, but he had actually only run part of the course. Then he just stopped, got in a car. They drove him back to the stadium or something. Then they drove him to the finish line. So, wait, and- I do know about this guy. Can, <laughs> yes, I, can please, I specify? Please. So, I read a couple of things about this this uh, marathon if if our audience members if you haven't read about it you really kind of offer just getting into that wikipedia because we were only touching on like the tip part of the of iceberg it. but so that man the man who technically f- crossed the finish line first yes he ran i believe 10 miles so he ran on you know a little less than half he got too tired wanted to quit hopped in a car like hopped in a cab right to drive him back to the uh the end basically right the center uh car broke down so oh, it was the okay. car was taking him like home the car broke down and he said well i guess i'm here anyways so he hops back onto the track because apparently they were driving along the track yes and then he finishes and they like celebrated like he had won they like, gave him the medal yes. like threw him up yeah. and then it was like after a second that everyone was like wait a second you are lying lies lies yeah and then i my favorite part and i'm so confused on if everyone was bad at running, if everyone was such a hot mess, or if there was just no one entered in this competition. Well, also one factor, again, poor planning. They're being attacked by wild dogs. There are also two spots for water the entire race <laughs> at the six mile and I think the 12 mile. Oh. Because they, uh, somebody who was in charge of it was literally running a study on intense dehydration. <laughs> and he was like, I will just use these poor no. men as guinea pigs. Are you serious? Isn't that so nefarious? He was in charge of it and yeah. he was like, two birds, one stone. <laughs> That's incredible. Like an evil scientist. Truly an evil scientist. That's awesome. Uh, So go read all the names for yourself because, I mean. Remember that the guy who made fourth, he, like, had shown up late and started running. Right. And then he had not eaten. And he (laughs) got so hungry. He was so hungry and he was so miserable. So he runs off the track and he finds an apple orchard. And he starts eating apples. And they're they're rotten. So he gets sick. And he throws up a bunch, and then he takes a nap because he's sick. He wakes up, finishes the race, comes in fourth. That's why I'm confused on what the fuck happened here. I heard came it, in fourth. I think I read it was like less than half of all uh, participants actually even finished because it was like, I mean, the water thing alone had to take out a, a course. Uh, like a twenty five percent of those people. Yes, because that's dangerous. That's bad. So. Yes. And I believe it was the man who got third was the one who was running and then this poor guy got chased off track by wild dogs yes. like far into the woods <laughs> yes. and then he had to make his way back. <laughs> you know, I would oh. be showing up, I'd be like stopping like a mile like out and be like, technically I ran an extra mile from those dogs. <laughs> That's on y'all. I want my medal. I've done the work. I want the reward. I love it so much. Uh, oh, but please so go look tasty. that up. It's very wild. I feel like it could be its 
its own episode because of truly how hijinksy it was. Just to bring um, it back to the performance-enhancing drugs, yes. I do like that one of the first um, instances of this yes. is not like it's hidden, not like it's... Oh, no. Like, it is by the trainers on the track yes. halfway through the thing. Yes. That is so funny. It's yeah. like if someone was running a race today, and then they, like... The trainers came on the track and just like shot a needle in their arm, like, like keep going, like, Jared. like they're NASCAR cars, like, all right, changing your wheels, like, you know, <laughs> just something wild, a little tune up. Um, but no, so that that was a horrible way to kick off, like, wow, this uh, this could be a problem. The here's the thing you will notice a pattern as we w- walk through this the Olympics are the IOC in particular are rather slow at actually, um, making different substances illegal. It's kind of like something has to go horribly wrong and then they make it illegal. They also are kind of at the mercy of like what tests are available to test for certain things. So that's a factor as well. Um, But it just kind of seems like maybe poison. We could just go ahead and be like, uh, you can't give your athlete poison. We're not sure why we feel like we have to write this down, but we're just going to go ahead. I like that rat poison was one of the first ones. Rat poison. Yeah. Rat poison won a gold medal, baby. <laughs> what, have, what have I ever done? <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, methods have continued to ramp up that make it clear that people are just going to stop at nothing. Okay. So um, they're willing to endanger themselves. They're willing to endanger the integrity of the sport and just the Olympic Games as a whole. Uh, what I will say that's positive is there's only one death of an Olympian that has been like, perp- like truly tied to PEDs. Uh, and this was at the the games in Rome in 1960 uh, during the cycling road race. Race, pardon me. A Danish cyclist uh, named Hugh Nensen uh, fell from his bicycle and died. And a coroner's inquiry found out that he was under the influence of amphetamine. So he literally lost consciousness, oh. fell off his bike, hit the ground, and then was dead. Gotcha. Um, so I think what that did for the IOC was like, oh, people are like really really doing a lot of these drugs no shit yeah yeah i'm like of course they are you think the government any government isn't willing to push someone just a little too far to like get some international glory 100 percent. oh my god i don't know a country that's not willing to do that so 100 percent. so uh jensen's death really did kind of like kick off the ioc being like okay we're gonna take this more seriously uh and we're going to be tougher on it so By the mid-1960s, the sports federations that roll up under the Olympics um, were starting to ban the use of performance-enhancing drugs. The IOC finally followed suit in 1967. So definitely, like, they are waiting for everyone kind of across the board to be like, yeah, we shouldn't use these. And they're like, okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool. I guess we'll make that illegal here, too. On the the international stage. The more we do this podcast, the more it seems like... They're like a fake commission. Yes. That just is like, whatever, what did, what did you, what did you want? What did you say? <laughs> and then they're like, that we want, ska- yeah, that yes. we want skateboarding. Oh, right, right, right. Like that dra- dra- drugs are bad. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was going to say. For right. sure. Yeah. For sure. Here's the thing. I, I already knew that. <laughs> but I just want to make sure you, you know, want to make it sure was a test. I want to make sure you guys knew it. And you won. So good on you. No metal though. <laughs> That's like a joke we do here at the IOC. Anyway. Um. So what they started uncovering was a lot of um, government-sanctioned doping programs at large, large scale. I alluded to um, the one in Russia in, like, the mid-2010s, where they just were uncovering, like, hundreds of Russian athletes. And that's why Russia is not playing in these games, is because of um, really the slap on the wrist that 
came down on them. They had a four-year sentence, um, basically because of all the doping they were doing that has since been um, brought down to two years. So, like, they're going to be back in action in 2022, able I to compete. That. It really is just like, oh, that was, like, inconvenient. And all of our, you know, people got medals under, like, a, a weird name. But, like, at home, we're still going to count them as, like, Russian yeah. medals. Like, two years is nothing. Um, so, some programs that existed. China, uh, actively throughout the 80s and 90s, uh, w- was doping their athletes uh, through a state-sanctioned program, as was East Germany in the 70s and 80s. Um, and then, obviously, we're still uncovering, bit, like, very real groups of people 10 athletes from Nigeria this year. And it's hard to be like, there must be something bigger going on than just like 10 best friends who all share <laughs> this little secret pill they take and then go run. Like, it, How I think most of it is probably state sanctioned. become friends without a fun secret? <laughs> That's my question. I don't actually have friends that I don't have secrets with. I know. It's the only reason we're wow. friends. Remember the secret? Elizabeth. Oh, man. Of course I do. <laughs> it's so juicy. So juicy, I can't even remember. <laughs> I can't even remember it. But that's okay. Um, it has nothing to do with doping. But good we know it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the cops are going to use this in court, and it is you only going to show you, poorly on you me. You literally spoke to uh, an officer <laughs> yeah. on this podcast earlier Earlier, This whole episode is court evidence, and I'll say it. It's a little messy, but can I also say? It's going to be fun. More listeners. Can I, <laughs> I was going to say, we're going to win over the jury. Like, they're going to be like, but they kind of seem fun. Like, are we sure they did like the we're crime? we're so charming? Yeah. I think we could sway the jury with how fun we are. I'm excited about how many jurors are there usually? What, 12? Yes. Oh, uh, that's 12 listeners, baby. They're usually angry. Plus a judge? That's 13. Yeah. I was... This is such a such a funny trail, but I, uh, Peter and I, my husband, both did um, jury duty in Chicago when we lived there. Okay. Somehow we both got selected for the oh. same week, but at different courthouses. Oh. And uh, which was bizarre, and we both got selected for for juries. Fascinating. I will say I did go in there very willing to like to please. Very willing to like. They were like, "Is there anything you know that would keep you from uh, being able to you know fulfill the entire uh, jury duty?" And I was like, "Oh no, no, not at all. I'm I'm pretty free." Like I was like, <laughs> "Wait, so did you do it?" Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah. It was oh. like a like a medical malpractice case Whoa. that someone was bringing. But Peter's was a murder. Murder? Yeah. Oh my goodness, murder? Yeah, yeah. That's so tasty. You should ask Peter about it. Yeah. So yours was a little bit more Grey's Anatomy and his was a little bit more... No, here's why I was... Uh, how to get away with murder. This is why I was telling you this. I'm not sure that I didn't fall asleep in the jury box, like, one time. Are you serious? I'm not... And I f- actually feel pretty bad about this. I feel like I stood between this person in justice like a little bit oh this got this took a turn oh my god i think it's just do i have slight undiagnosed narcolepsy maybe but was you know it's usually in a fun way in jail oh no 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 oh okay no 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 it was just kind of like over like medical bill type stuff i wasn't on the murder case good grief no no no, no. but i'm i'm saying like did, did someone was someone found guilty oh no 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 it was like settling like a dispute over money okay which i mean no excuse but still did the good guy win or lose is what i'm asking 
I think justice was served. Against the corporation or against the little guy? Oh, like against like the person that was bringing the claim. Elizabeth. It. You went corporate? You <gasps> fell asleep and went corporate? Where did I, we're going to have to cut this. Oh my, you <laughs> offered all this information. I know, I was a huge mistake. <laughs> it just feels like it's the two of us here, but it's not. You know what I mean? Oh my God. Podcast. I'm going to be honest, when this gets offered into the court, I don't think it's going to be about cocaine at all. I think it's going to be about you. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I will never offer myself as a juror ever again, because I will just say I may or may not have undiagnosed, like, fun narcolepsy. Oh, it's never fun if justice is on the table. I think justice was served. We don't have enough time to do this whole case on this I want you. I want to let you know after we're done recording this. Are you going to press me? So many info? questions. Yes. I don't think I'm allowed to talk about it. I actually probably now that it's over, I probably can. But like, um, also, I'll, I'll be honest. Maybe you've said too much <laughs> already. You so? Like you, like that's out the window. I didn't tell you which courthouse. Hey, well, your eyes did. <laughs> <laughs> My eyes give you directions. Go down the street, turn left. Oh, there it is. It was 66th and Devon, and can I just say, I'm going there tomorrow (laughs) to acquit an innocent man. Your most highest honor. I'd like to offer that Elizabeth never should have been selected for jury duty. She was too eager, Your Honor. How long was the nap? No, no, no. I think I kind of just, like, nodded off and I caught myself. I don't think I, like, slept in the jury box. You didn't, like, fall into REM cycle? No, no! You, like, closed your eyes for a second? I just... Like a couple times, but like not not consecutively. It was like long blinks. If you added them up, was it a nap? No. All right. Not a good one. Did you miss any information? How would I know? <laughs> did you put this? Did you put the blame on an innocent man just because you wanted to go home and take a nap? No, I was trying to take a nap then, so I didn't feel like I had to go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Regret. Oh God! You oh, know, I, I, I mentioned. We're to trying you. to talk about drugs. <laughs> well, uh, it's not the sketchiest thing on this podcast. Now we know. I am going to be so distracted by my past the rest of this episode and beyond. Well, me too. So at least we're in the same headspace. I'm distracted by your past. Sorry if we don't laugh the rest of the episode, everyone. It's a weird tone in the studio right now, <laughs> and it's just me trying to comp- contemplate whether or not Elizabeth. Should be trusted. Should be taken to court. Oh, come on. I I think no on that one, but that's just me. With no vested interest. I like, I like Elizabeth as the defendant. And uh, how do you plead? Oh, come on. Oh, come on. Your Honor, come on. And then I get, and then I do prison time for contempt of court for saying oh come on too many times. Uh, can I, uh, uh, typographer? Can you can you read the uh, the transcript? The transcript back, back please. Uh, yes, the last eighty-seven pages was varying levels of volume with the words by young Miss Elizabeth. Oh come on, oh come on. Come on. Oh, come on. I just play that age-old improv exercise where you just put the emphasis on a different word every time. 
and then you do an accent, and then you lower your voice. It was a Meisner uh, exercise in repetition, and can I just say? Masterful. Got into character. The character of a guilty Okay. Okay, I'm ready to move on. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Tell me more about drugs. Literally cannot remember how this happened. It's been ten minutes of this. I know. Good grief. Is it a bonus episode where Elizabeth just confesses some shit? I don't know. It's a mini episode. Skip forward if you don't want it. <laughs> um, so you were talking about okay. how things were ramping up and there was all these different investigations and then there was the one in China and then today with the ten Nigerian Correct. friends Correct. who have a secret. <laughs> a secret for a friendship. What I'm saying is I think there's so much drug testing that goes on in uh, different Olympic organizations and teams around the world. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't, if people weren't at least looking the other way, they really would be able to catch most people who are d- are doping in some way, shape, or form. Like the organization itself. Gotcha. So either they're turning the other way and and pretending like it's not happening, or like they don't see it or whatever, uh-huh. or they're actively helping to mm-hmm. cover it up, or mm-hmm. they're actively like mandating it in some way. So I'm I'm kind of in the camp of like. Most, if your country is anybody that is doping, I think a lot of punishment should also go towards that country's organization, as opposed to just the athlete. I would offer maybe even more, because who's to say that the athletes like like when you say it's hundreds in Russia? Yeah, up uh, at least a thousand in the two thousands. How would you be able to be an athlete athlete that got out of that? Like, could you oh, right. imagine? The power dynamic is so fucked up. Like, yeah. the athletes are absolutely like. If you watch anything about how teeny tiny these little children are that join a gymnastics club, like even in the U.S., no power. We've seen instances where athletes have no power and get horribly abused. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's my hot take there. But um, what I wanted to uh, point out was a couple different um, times that the PEDs have been used. So, in particular, the 1980 Moscow Games, the Soviets used testosterone uh, for doping purposes, okay. which was found out, I believe later. Oh. Um, but they didn't really have a test for it. Okay. Um, so again, they're trying to get out ahead of the, the curve of uh, basically science and use an, uh, something that could never be detected or that just wouldn't even be looked for. Then in uh, 1984, the Los Angeles Games, a third of the athletes on the U.S. cycling team participated in what is called blood doping. <laughs> which is just like a gross term for blood transfusions. Okay. But the team won nine medals. I believe at the time they had not won any medals in like something like 12 years, three Olympic games. What does the blood do for you? Whose blood are they putting in? <laughs> <laughs> That's the darkest question is where did the blood come from? Who's laying out there b- bone dry <laughs> on behalf of these athletes? My question is whose blood is better than others? And why it's so good at cycling? Blood that's like more oxygen rich because it it's able to like take it in better. Please do not ask me to try to bullshit my way through the science of this. Please. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. But blood doping uh, was uh, banned in the 1985 uh, following game, or I'm sorry, in 1985 following those games, um, and there was there still was no test. They were just like you can't do it, but then truly had no way to enforce it because they had no way of being able to like test blood and, and pick up on small yeah. enough things to let you know that it was basically somebody else's blood. Oh. So blood doping's disgusting, and I had to talk about it. I did want to talk about an American hero who has uh, had a bit of a, a shadow cast across his great empire, and that is the Lance Armstrong. 
I had I had one of those Livestrong yellow bracelets in middle school. Truly, everyone did. No one knew where they got them. No. No one knew. But like, I knew I wanted to be cool. Yeah, I knew I wanted to be cool. Yeah. Come on, Livestrong. I was homeschooled, so like I want to be cool so bad. Um, <laughs> So I said he was a big doping boy. That's what I said. Uh, he was investigated by the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency. And in 2012, they found out that Lance Armstrong alone had used PEDs, was um, in possession of PEDs, was trafficking PEDs, um, <laughs> the, had participated in the administration of prohibited substances, um, and used methods and was um, assisting, encouraging, aiding and abetting, and covering up any other type um, or I'm sorry, any type of uh, anti-doping drug kind of that could be imagined. He had done everything in the book that they were like, oh, every single rule that we wrote down about what you shouldn't do with PEDs, uh, you did it. He like took it as a manual. Right. He's, He's like, like, what can I try next? This is going to be really good for me. Interesting. Um, so yes, he has had, of course, quite a few titles stripped because of just how long he was doping. He was doping during all seven of his Tour de France wins. All seven? All seven. Holy so like shit. all seven of, of those um those like times and titles and just having participated like cannot actually be really counted because he was actively doping. And the entire if I time. remember right, like he got his entire team to, right? Ooh. I don't remember. Um, if I remember right, I that's what that eating and abetting of others is, truly. I believe, in the okay. trafficking. Yeah, 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 Is because I remember, like, I think a giant chunk, if not all of his team, were also doping. And sure. just to say how, like, consensual that was. But I think he yes. was a bit of a front man for it. I think to be on t- uh, Team Livestrong was too yeah. dope. It was dope. It was too dope. <laughs> it was too dope. Oh. For me to be a I'll part. be honest, I hated that one. <laughs> we can cut it. I, we got to butcher this episode anyway. I've made some confessions. Um, but he also, uh, he had a bronze for a time trial uh, for cycling in, at the 2000 uh, Sydney Games that was also stripped. Okay. Among the many titles that he lost. Um, but the more that I, like, read about it, as I said before, the more I'm just convinced that, like, countries are playing a pretty big role in mm. either hiding it or helping get doping going in their organizations. Yeah. Um, or there just, like, wouldn't be just huge, huge numbers like this. Like, a thousand Russian athletes. Yeah. Like, well, at that and point, that just got discovered, you know? You need um, resources mm-hmm. and organization. 100%. To be doping at that scale, right? Yes. And I will offer, what I do like about these people being caught is, like, when it's state-sanctioned, like, I feel like just the bureaucracy of state anything would leave a huge paper trail. Truly. And that's, like, (laughs) that is part of how they were able to unravel stuff. Like, the Russia scandal was, once you, like, have an in on the information, you can just follow that trail. Because, like, you can't hide it. You really can't. I'm Not sure. with that many people involved. But, like, there's just no way uh, the money that it would take to have that yes. much, the access, the, the supply, and then just, like, yeah, I mean, like, the logistics of just giving it to everyone. That's some nice, thought-through execution of organization. So many, like, bus tickets down to the old <laughs> clinic. <laughs> yeah, I kept them all because I'm a weirdo. Uh, I framed oops. them on my wall. Yeah. <laughs> Little ticket stubs, movie stubs, and then my doping stubs. And my doping stubs. <laughs> Little every, memory book. Every fun, fun time I got to go see my doctors. <laughs> um, but just in general, overall, I don't think doping's going to go away anytime soon. No. Um, but what I will say 
as we as a country and as like the like general world are looking at drugs differently as we start to understand the human mind better and mental health better there are instances where i'm like we need to like talk about what a performance enhancing drug actually is yes for instance marijuana and cannabinoids in general so that is on the list of banned substances um that the olympics tells everybody about they will allow the use of cbd um it's not banned at all but thc is banned so very recently um we've seen obviously uh shikari richardson got not asked told to leave the games uh and doesn't get to compete because of um marijuana usage yeah um which is very frustrating i don't think that that's entirely fair especially considering some of the life circumstances she was in at the time um well speaking of which wait so i feel like that is like a fantastic roll into our next segment perfect do you have anything more you want to talk to us about doping uh no, it, there's so much there. That was the other thing is like how to be high level about something that's so widespread and like online. They just have list of every year all the athletes that were not allowed to compete. Interesting. And you're just like, good grief. Some years are worse than others, but there there really aren't years where you're like, and we're clear. Like <laughs> I don't remember seeing this a, year. A year good on there year. <laughs> yeah, everyone was like super honest. And then any you would just know that any year that you didn't catch someone, your technology is not fast enough. Basically, mm. like someone has figured out a way to. So I get have crazy to. I wanted it. to ask about the testosterone. So it was being used, and that's probably why it got put on the list as a PED. D. Yes. Um, okay, because that's like the shit that's been coming up recently. That's oh, yes. fucking bullshit right. about um, just, like, people mm-hmm. having natural um, hormones in their body, but right. then the IOC, or not, it's not the IOC, it's um, the whatever country-based uh, doping agencies there are Yes. test yes. those, but saying that, like, oh, your testosterone's too high for you to compete in this sport. Um so I guess I understand why it was originally put there, but yeah. that seems like one that really needs to be reconsidered, especially in the modern conversations of transgender athletes and people who are right. specifically on uh, blockers or, um, like, taking tea for specific reasons. Like, that just seems insane. Yeah. I, it just feels like, I mean, if we're going to keep adding stuff to the list... Shouldn't we also be, like, looking at different things and be like, yes. oh, maybe this doesn't... Maybe we, we at least need to write down more information about, like, our policies around these sort of things. Yeah. And be thoughtful about Look, it. Look, I'm not a scientist, but I oh, would no. put no. money on there being a healthy difference in between the testosterone of a transgender man and the testosterone it takes to hook out. <laughs> Right? Yeah, I like, think you should be able to tell. Like, when someone's, like, whole arm is, like, bigger than a normal person's, like, entire torso, you can be like, let's ask questions. Let's, let's, let's get in there. We just want to get to know you, man. <laughs> yeah. And, like, how do you train? How did you get so freaking But then there's, like, women who are just, like, honestly not even on T, who just, yeah. like, have test, like, high testosterone yes. levels. Yes. Because and I know athletes have been running into that. These games. Yes. All, because all humans are different, right? And right. And the uh, fucking older society we get, the more we recognize that, like, the binary of 
gen- like hormones and especially the gendered hormones are not as like black and white as we thought. Oh sure. So fucking obviously. Yeah. And that I, seems insane. And I think the uh, also as science continues to develop around things like marijuana and we realize what like a great how wonderful it is for also like treating pain. Mm. Um the one of the reasons that they don't want folks using marijuana is because they're worried that um, athletes will use it to basically like block pain and just like push through pain in a way that's like unhealthy. <laughs> Which I'm like, I feel like those athletes are gonna do that no matter what because yeah. that's like this is what they've been training for. Like I, they're not gonna intentionally try to hurt themselves, but like they're going to push insanely hard through pain already. I don't think 100%. rolling marijuana as like a um, a, a PED just makes sense. I wrote me. down while investigating the Shakai Richardson um, debacle that the it's called the USADA, which is United States um, Anti-Doping Agency. Yes. They wrote down the reason that marijuana was not okay or could be a performance-enhancing drug is it's reported in scientific literature and anecdotally by athletes that marijuana can decrease anxiety, fear, and depression, and tension. Oh, man. Okay. (laughs) So does, like, fucking meditating and calling your mom and, like... Drinking a tall glass of water while you're sitting down. So you want to, like, ban fucking yoga? Jesus fucking Christ, assholes. I actually... I feel like there are so many arguments for why, like it would not be a performance enhancing drug too. like, <laughs> yeah, I, I just feel like we make so many movies about how drugs, uh, in particular marijuana slows people down. Like, I don't know every movie that like James Franco has done in the yeah. past like 10 years. It's very obvious to me. <laughs> I guess I'm heated. Uh, well, of course you are because it's fucking stupid, especially as, the United States starts to legalize, right? Right. Like, there are other countries that have already legalized for a long time, or it's not, and I'm not here to speak for them. Right. But, like, looking at such a big competitor like the U.S., right. when so many of our states have already legalized, it really pulls into question, for instance, Shakari Richardson was in Oregon where it's legal, right? Mm. And so, like, yes, the anti- anti-doping agency, like, it's on their list or whatever. Right. But that comes into contact of, like, very curious of... But why now? Right? Right. Why now? Which yeah. I guess we can just jump into our middle segment. Um, hold on. It's like, it's like a minor key Olympic whoopsies. Would you Would you step over here in the podcast corner with me? Yeah. Uh, let me pull down the fourth wall. <laughs> there you go. Do you think talking about controversies is more of a today in sports or a whoopsies? Because whoopsie seems to undermine the controversy, but not all of these were happening today. True. I also think whoopsies is elevated to a place of greater chaos. I would say these controversies are um, not Olympic whoopsies, but societal catastrophes. Can you fit it into the song scheme? Let's find out. Ooh. Pull the wall up. Pull the wall up. back up. It's a societal catastrophe. <laughs> did they mean to yes. seemingly yes? <laughs> and did they do it? Oh, oh yes. yes, 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 yes. 
It's a societal catastrophe, always seemingly linked to either the patriarchy, white supremacy, or capitalism. It's a fun take on an old classic. Oh, God. That's what the Olympics are, my friend. Uh, About to drop uh, next week on title, re-up those subscriptions. (laughs) Please and thank you. I know you haven't had it for a while, but go ahead and re-get that shit. We're going to do Spotify sessions. Oh, Super soon. Keep your ear to the ground. All right. So this week on Societal Catastrophes, we're discussing um, controversies specifically surrounding uh, this Olympics or near this Olympics. Yes. Um, Obviously, in talking about the Olympics in the previous couple of episodes uh, in our, like, Today in Sports segments, it felt weird to not dive into a lot of the real... um, more sinister and serious notes of like what's going on but we didn't want to like shove all that into a quick um oh by the way (laughs) did you notice so so we thought we'd give like a moment to kind of dig into some more serious and we know this podcast has only been like the whole time and very few opinions have been expressed so this may this may become shocking uh to some but it's still worth saying and we're excited to say it. I was afraid that this was going to be the serious part of the episode, but considering you already confessed to a crime. Okay, my word. <laughs> did I really... did I come to and someone was staring at me who looked like they were important? Yeah. But here's the thing. That's not what this podcast is it about. It gets worse the more you sing. You keep bringing it up. I want to stop talking about it so much. It's so tasty. Um, I do want to give just some content warnings here at the top. Uh, we're going to be talking about some people who um, are uh, assaulters, convicted sexual assault um, people, and people who um, are victims of sexual assault. And so mm-hmm. if that's not your uh, interest in this moment, that's okay. You can fast forward to our fun judging segment that I assume will come in like 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. That's a, also a commitment on our end in terms of time. <laughs> yeah, it is. See you then. See you then. <laughs> All right. So oh, if you're I still here. Them, but I'm happy. For oh, them. my God. I miss them, too. And honestly, respect, because I personally am not super excited to talk about these people that are assaulters. Yep. So I think they're going to be um, minimal. Minimal uh, space taken. So just... Talking about Shakari Richardson, I kind of wanted to tap into more specifically what happened there. Yes. If people don't know, I'd be shocked if you didn't because it's like one of the biggest Olympic stories going into the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, Shakari Richardson uh, won the women's 100 meter at trials. Mm-hmm. She is set to be kind of a star going into the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Uh, she kicks ass. She had this bright orange hair and these long acrylic nails. Yep. And she looked like a goddess yep. on on speedy ass legs. Yep. Yep. Uh she was incredible. And shortly after winning the trials, the USADA levied a suspension that would end up being 30 days for THC in her system. Mm-hmm. This would disqualify her from what she was sought to be, like, her big um, event, which was the individual 100 meter. It did not disqualify her, though, from the relay. Um, However, the United States team decided to not take her altogether. 
so they just like the 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 USA team was just like actually she's not going to be on our team so she didn't she's not going to run the relay. Dang. Um, oh. There was some specifics about like that Shikari offered about why she had smoked weed. Um, yeah. Which was or why she tested positive, uh, which is that her mother had passed away very shortly before the trials. Yep. And she had smoked weed to cope with that event, obviously. Um, And then, obviously, she then tested positive. The reason I'm hesitant to kind of, like, harp on why it was happening, because a lot of people were like, depression, her mom died, like, give her a break. It's like, I just actually don't think it should matter. I don't, I think it could have been a fucking Tuesday and... Everything was going fine, yeah. and she should not be. She should not have been uh, suspended for smoking weed. That's my take. It's like it's 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 like a when these atrocities kind of come through the news, and people kind of harp on, you know, they were such a great person, or this is what they did right. for the community, right. or this is what their job was. In reality, just fucking, they could have been no one, and everyone deserves to not be killed by a cop, right? Oh sure, sure, like. I, they could have been a horrible criminal, and they still desire to be. They still deserve to be brought into the justice system alive. So that's if why I'm just, curious where we stood. <laughs> that's why I'm 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 hesitant to like harp on her mother passing. But it's a it's an anecdote that right continues to flush out the story. I think it just uh, it because I think people were seeing her as like oh untouchable goddess can crush can mm-hmm. conquer is going to take us all the way. I think. One thing that that did do for me was also, like, bring her down to, like, oh, I can relate to that. Like, mm. as a very normal person, I, I, it, it's just upsetting that, like, a normal means of coping that any old person would do was, like, ding, 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 bye. Yeah. And, I mean, she was going to be phenomenal. Uh, and she's, and like, she she's will still, be. She's I'm, going to be incredible in the future. I have no idea, I doubt that she's going to come back. Because she, like, took the suspension without fighting it. And she was like, okay. Um, did handle it with just insane poise and grace. Insane and, poise and, and grace. And never tried to be like, uh, no, I didn't. It was very much yeah. like, oh, yep, well. Which is, like, also, once again, like, she didn't need to handle it with such poise and grace. But, yeah. of course, she did because black women in the media are held to standards of, like, well... You better be everything all the time and perfect yeah. and so happy and so nice. Yeah. Um, so just a couple of facts about this, because um, everyone was in an uproar, and it kind of looks, we're looking back at the Olympics like, what the fuck? Yeah. So in kind of a theme of our conversations, the IOC is not in charge of this. Um, individual countries are in charge of their own anti-doping organizations right. and testing, which, as you said... Uh, that seems like it's open for corruption, and obviously it is. Oh, sure. Of course. Of course. <laughs> obviously it is. And then when it's found out, then the IOC steps in and is like, what's going on yeah. here? Might I see just organizations are open for corruption, period. No oh, matter, amen, brother. Uh, no matter who's in charge. Yeah. Someone's going to find a way. If, so, if, if someone's in charge, they can be bribed. Yep. Um, a lot of people spoke out against this that are in, like, high, obviously the public, but also in higher levels of authority. One... Um, one of the members of the IOC, the uh, Olympics Commission Committee, sorry, yep. International Olympics Committee, uh, and he was one of the founders of the World Anti-Doping Agency, uh, was like, hey guys, 
this shouldn't be on here. Um, and then two members of the House Oversight Committee. So in the U.S., Jamie Raskin and uh, you all know her, Alexandria. Uh, oh my gosh, I've never actually said her name. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Ocasio, thank yeah. you. Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, both wrote a letter uh, to the organization that was like, hey guys, fuck off. Um, but everyone apparently didn't have enough authority over the U.S. ADA who said, um, look, we had rules in place. Those are the rules. If we want to change them in the future, that's a different conversation. Sure. But it's not here today. And then I did write in my notes, um, very specifically, Biden was a piss baby. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll just highlight that right there because fucking, of course he was. He, uh, everyone was speaking out and he had the option to come out and, um, you know, say anything useful like he often does. And then as he always does, uh, he instead walked that uh, beautiful centrist line of saying, she did a good job taking the suspension. And oh. if weed is taken off in the future, that could be a problem for future people. <gasps> like, wow. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> hey, please no one look at me. Yeah. Please, I don't want to say anything. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. just like so, I don't know, just I'm going to try to encourage annoyed. myself and say that he was thinking about, uh, like, canceling student debt or something, like, so deep and he, like, forgot to, like, really check in on, like, where you should be coming down on this. It's like, right, right, right. I was so close to, like, making things better for everyone. But anyway. Yeah, he was uh, He was yeah. actually signing the declaration that said all college is free. And then, and then they put the mic on him. And was like, what do you think and right was now? Like, I think there's another L in college, but here we are. And you're like, oh, Joe. Okay. Joe! Spelling. Um, so the end of the Shikari Richardson... Um, I would say controversy for me is just I think we'll see a lot more from her. Yeah. And I'm excited about that. And I once again am so bummed that Weed is on the docket to yeah. be a um PD and obviously should be like reconsidered with the at least like progressive times. Like I, I get if you were an idiot and put it on there once, yeah. even though that seems stupid. But like, yeah, yeah, it's today now. Right. And I get that the idiot was like enforcing rules that were there. Maybe just the rule shouldn't be there, so, like, right. then it would be cool. Well, also, there's what... If there's a time to reconsider it, maybe it's now. Right? There were, like... The rules were in place, and Shikari, like, broke those rules. Right. And I understand that. But what's when's a better time to right. reevaluate the now? Well, I, yeah, and I think, uh, for instance, when the U.S. cycling team all did the blood doping, uh -huh. won nine medals, and everyone's like, wait a second, and then they find out, I believe they still have those medals. Uh, because they didn't actually make blood doping illegal until the next year. So, Makes I think sense. they're like, we good, like, <laughs> we're, we're okay. Um, God so, you know, it, it, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, so it's a little too selective. We and, live in the moment. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Or, you know, enact justice the same way every time. If you're right. really going to enforce some rules hard and fast then it needs to be hard and fast every time yes not wait a year then make blood doping illegal because you got your nine medals from your cycling team that all drained some poorer person I think they're just vampires I think they were just trying to like find some way to be like uh what's science that we could say here blood doping <laughs> did it <laughs> i honestly if i was a vampire and i had like amazing ability yeah i'd probably get really good at a sport 
like if I had just athletic um, power S. Yeah. So I think that kind of lines up a little. I think you nailed that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty good and trustworthy. <laughs> <laughs> you heard that, Court? Take that note, jurors. <laughs> um, so this I would like to tie to. This is kind of going to be hopping around in time. Okay. But um, I think Shikari Richardson and the double standard for just black women in America mm-hmm. is easily paralleled in this other... A controversy that's happening with the Olympics right now, which is um, Alain Hadzik. Um, he is on the team of 24 fencers for the United States fencing team. Yeah. He um, is accused of sexual misconduct. Mm-hmm. Uh, there has been three official reports mm-hmm. and 10 testimonies outside of those three official reports. Mm-hmm. Um, with the organization that is called Safe Something. I got you. Safe Sport. The U.S. Center for Safe Sport. Um, Now, the U.S. Center for Safe Sport was created after the Nasser um, scandal, which we'll dive into for a second. But that happened in 2018, so it's a recent organization. Yep. Its whole deal, its whole job, was that the Olympic, the U.S. Olympic um, whole shebang was under a lot of scrutiny for allowing uh, sexual misconduct to go reported and un... uh, What would you call it? Fixed? Yeah. uh, Untreated? Unchecked. Unchecked. Um, And so they were like, don't worry, guys. We'll put a whole committee together. Right. And then here's... Late in the game, I might add. Uh, Yeah. It's like they were running a full company with no HR department. They're like, it's going to be fine. There's definitely going to be nothing that goes wrong between two people or even multiple. It goes back to what we were talking about, about uh, like something has to go wrong for them to try to fix it, even though... Of course it had been going wrong for, since the dawn of time. I'm just like, pick up any book on just like obvious things uh, that you should have if you are a large group of people. And and, and just maybe start there. Yeah. Especially <sighs> with uh, people looking to do their best and a hierarchy of power. Maybe, maybe... Uh, and drugs. The very pervasive sexual misconduct situation that exists in, I don't know, the entire society of the world <laughs> might show up in your organization. Okay, we get what you're saying, and we do love a, f- a good feedback card here at the IOC. So we, can we offer safe sport? Might we show you a fun branding project we've been working on? We've sunk a lot of money into two people from somewhere that came up with the name safe sport. Safe sport sounds like uh, like a, some kind of sock that you wear to not sure. get athlete's foot. Oh, absolutely. I was like going to say, sport. I was going to say a, a foot balm for athlete's foot. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm so glad we both took it to like Fungal? the lowest of the low. <laughs> Literally low on the body. Like, shame. No. Now that's my least favorite joke of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Safe Sport was the U.S. Center for Safe Sport. U.S. Center for Safe Sport, was a non-for-profit that was created to protect athletes from abuse. Now, uh, they have the opportunity to protect athletes from abuse, specifically from a man named Alan Hadzik. I just want to circle back to the fact that it's a non-profit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Who 
was out here trying to make a big profit at Safe Sport. And they're like, actually, we're thinking about going the nonprofit route, surprisingly enough. Like, a lot of people come in here and they're not actually having their best day. So we're not really going to do, like, a sales pitch at the end. We're like, and timeshares. Like, you know, just... Well, the problem with that is if you save the whole world from abuse in sports, uh, they go out of business. You know what I mean? They put all the money into the branding. So they're like, oh, we got to start, we got to get the numbers of abuse up so we're needed. God. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm glad that they're a non-for-profit, but that's the least of our problems considering they can't do their job. Um, So Hadzik was put on the Olympic team. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, a huge group of survivors slash the women who had testified against him slash just concerned athletes wrote a giant letter uh, to the American Fencing League that was like, hey, he shouldn't be on this fucking team. And it's not even because, like, they were like, surprise, he's an assaulter. The testimonies and that were alleged against him were already there when he competed in trials to be put on the team and then they put him on the team and then they wrote a letter and then they were like, oh, we see your letter and we're going to send him to Tokyo anyways. And then they created what they called um, uh, like things like checks and balances. Yeah. They put them in place to make sure that they could take him safely to the Olympics. Now, this included putting him on a private jet. <laughs> then they gave him wow 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 different lodging uh, from the Olympic Village. So, like thirty minutes away, they gave him his own. Lodging. Oh my god, thirty minutes away! So far, <laughs> no, but also like far enough, like where you're like that. Like, being that far away shows a level of concern. They are concerned concerned. that he could potentially continue uh, his bad behavior So they gave themselves enough time to intercept him? Like, if he was on the run and they're like, we've got 30 minutes! (laughs) It's just... Okay, sorry. Uh, So they gave him his own, and then uh, they just said that he had to train at a different time than all the women. So, um, he then filed an appeal saying that... uh, An appeal to what? You're at the fucking Olympics! (laughs) Just go do your damn job and then go home. not getting his quote-unquote do Olympic experience. No one is, man. Literally no one is. It's a fucking pandemic. Um, The country of Japan has more right to say that than you. And then they had it under his appeal under consideration until the same women wrote another letter that said, Jesus fucking Christ, you've done the minimal amount of work. You have to keep them in place. Right? You piece of shit. Please, Uh, why are you making the people that have suffered in really horrible situations with this person do all of the work? They're doing 100% of the work. And then Uh. obviously they've talked a lot about like, their Olympic quote-unquote experience oh my is gosh, fucking yeah. ruined, mm-hmm. right? Because they're having to go compete with their goddamn abuser. So um, I just wanted to point out that in today, like, all of these, we were looking at the Nassar scandal, and it, it blew up, and everyone was like, what are you going to do, a USA Olympics? And they're like, we're going to create Safe Sport. And it's just the, fir- just the first option that Safe Sport has to do any kind of what they're supposed to. And they're supremely failing at it because, because there's documentation since 2010, his first year at Columbia, 
of sexual assault allegations and violence allegations. So mm-hmm. since day one of him competing, yes. since day one in college, yeah. Um, and I mean this in his entire career, he has been like brought to testimony a thousand times. Like, there's it's not under the carpet. There's no surprise, and yet they were like, "Get in here!" And then Safe Sport had the option to be like, "Okay, you're not on the team," and then he was on the team, and then they could have been like, "Okay, actually, we're taking you off the team," and they didn't. And then they're like, "Okay, maybe we'll let you go." Okay, go. Good grief! Like it's just and so, so Shakari Richardson smoked some weed because her mom died, or it doesn't matter, but she smoked some weed because her mom died, and she can't go. And then they were like, "What if you had Zick?" Get a little private plane, a little mini bar, a little uh, private chez uh, lounge moment in the Ritz, I assume. God. And then a private uh, training moment, right? I just, I just can't believe. I just can't believe. I can't believe. It's just exhausting. Because we just keep hoping and like praying that we've made any progress yeah. around sexual assault. And, and and violence and it just it, it's it, it, I don't think there's much forward movement at all like why if if you're if you're token things like we made this organization and then they can't do jack shit it is again just performative it's not real and it and I I really feel for every single athlete that's there that was abused by him every athlete in his past or just person in general right. that was abused by him it's it's pathetic. Once again, just and it's it's like a shame on America. Like our team has of a of course a a violent predator. Yeah, God. And of course, this is the way we handle it because once again, it's not about actually protecting women or bringing them uh, to justice. It's just about the publicity and what can we do to make people docile, right? To make people forget, to make the news move on. Um, that kind of moves into, I do want to t- touch on Nassar because it affects a current story or controversy, which is Simone Biles uh, dropping out of yes. um, the finals. We're with you, girl. But I want to end on a positive note. Yes, so yes. I'm going to start with Nassar because that's another bummer. Oh, it, it takes it just a couple <laughs> layers deeper in the yep. bummer in the bummer in the category. In the bummer category. Uh, but I want to end on the note of Simone Biles, like kicking ass and doing what's right for yes, yes, yes. A preview. A preview. Um, so, Nassar was the doctor for decades for the Olympic gymnastic um, organization. organization. Yep. Uh, for decades, he uh, sexually assaulted his patients, mm-hmm. all uh, young women who were gymnast, uh, g- gymnasts for the Olympic team. Or in the Olympic organization. Um, He was brought to... Well, so the first person to come forward was in 2016. Her name is Rachel Denhollander. A hero. A hero, yeah. She she is uh, obviously an ex-gymnast, and she's now a lawyer. And she came forward. That's so badass. That I she know. became a lawyer. I love it. I do too. That feels very full circle. Very like, good. Coming for your ass, man. Um, and after she came out, uh, victims of his started coming out in uh, droves. Yeah. Right. By the dozens at a time. Yeah. It because was he was assaulting women for literal decades. Mm. Um, in 2018, one of the people that came out was Simone Biles. Um, he was brought to court uh, on multiple tra- charges that I won't go into, and uh, the end sentence was enough years so that he is in prison for life. Mm-hmm. 
Which, might I add, it was like a numbers thing. The number of victims means you're away for life. And sentencing around this is garbage. Uh, It only feels uh, good because it's for life. But you have to think about just how many people it took to get to that sentence. Right. And it it is instantly a bummer. It's like like, your assault is only worth three years. Right? Right. And then, but... If you get that, if he if he goes and gets to assault someone else, then you go up. It's a numbers game. It's the sickening. more, the merrier. It's sickening. Yeah, it's fucking horrific. Um, so the reason I mentioned Simone Biles is she um, really put forth this twenty twenty Tokyo Games that she was coming back to compete, um, so that she would be the remaining performing survivor Mm. of Nasser. Um, She was thinking about retiring before this year. Uh, She obviously did fantastic in Rio and Mm -hmm. secondly has been having obviously a lot of mental um, illness and working through a lot of stuff um, as a survivor. And on top of that, so much pressure. Yeah. People expect her to be flawless yeah and to and to win like there's and not even to like be really good and like inspirational watch to win yeah everything put in front of her that alone (laughs) with like a perfectly amazing life and absolutely not a care in the world is a fucking ton is too much it is actually (laughs) too much yeah yeah let alone so she she goes into this games and she says i'm not dedicating this uh to the u.s gymnastics organization because you all fucking suck i'm dedicating this to sexual assault survivors um and just like spoke really eloquently and great about that and she just kind of spoke that like she was afraid this is so sad she was afraid that the olympic um organization of gymnastics in the u.s would stop caring about the sexual assault misconduct if all of the women who were assaulted like left the sport Ugh. she was like I think like it will just be forgotten and brushed under the table which and is so she's like, like I feel like uh, I have to stay in it so heartbreaking it's because you're so just like it's just basically being like can we not forget that this wasn't good for me and yeah. for a lot of people can we just like remember that and like do anything Ugh. and it's just so heartbreaking to watch the like Hadzik thing go down because she's literally... It's a slap in the it's face. It's the thing she's afraid of, right? Yes. But they created a whole committee to be like, don't worry, Simone Biles, we're gonna catch the next she, guy. I mean, she has more reason than anyone to be upset with I that organization. I'm so fucking like, frustrated. Ugh. So, um, the thing I want to land on is, um, so this is kind of where she's coming at this games from, uh, a space of a lot of, like, healing and kind of working on herself and her message and like where she exists in the zeitgeist yeah and how she stands and i've like super i mean she doesn't need me to be proud of her but like i am (laughs) i think it's just like true like leadership through a hard thing is rare right and like especially on like an international stage like she is making a huge statement on behalf of survivors taking care of your mental health, like, actually putting yourself before a bunch of bullshit that people put on you to tell you is important. Yes. Like, at the end of the day, you have to take care of yourself. And she is. And that's yeah. that's powerful. A hundred percent. So, 
Um, the big news, I think the biggest, like, quote-unquote controversy that's hitting the news right now, today, yesterday, the day before, is um, Simone Biles dropped out in the team finals, like, during the finals. So yes. she did the vault. Yes. Um, and then after the vault, she stepped out of the rest of the finals, in which her teammate, Childs, oh, God, I love her, um, took on her remaining um, events. events. Sure, sure. And then she dropped out of the individuals, in which uh, is like kind of the big star show, right. where it would have just been her and the kind of the one that she was expected to most dominate. Sure. The U.S. won silver uh, with Simone dropping out still, and that's fucking awesome and incredible. Yes. And she said it was because of her mental health and where she was at during the that competition. Yeah. And she said, I felt like I was going to take my teammates who had worked so hard actually out of the running, which is, like, a really interesting rhetoric where everyone was like, they're there because of her, right? And she was like, I will take them out of this. So I want to take myself out of... And not... um, And not jeopardize, right, right, their medal. Have somebody else compete instead of me. Opportunity, yeah. Yeah. And um, they did a great job, Mm -hmm. and they won silver, and she said she was inspired by Naomi Asuka, which is the... Tennis player. Uh, tennis player. Superstar. Who dropped out of Wimbledon and the World Open mm. um, last year. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For mental health, because she sure. didn't want to go talk to the press. Yeah. And she uh, was more willing to take the fine that all players and crew, if you don't go talk to the press after an event, and they said, no, you cannot take the fine. You have to do it. And she said, then mm. I won't fucking compete here anymore. Which is fucking awesome. Get over yourselves. Yeah. Tennis. It goes into that, like, it's not about the people, it's not about the sport, it's just about the money. It's all about the money. And she didn't want to be commoditized, yeah. so she took herself out of it, and everyone's like, I f- oh, right, you can do that. I fucking love it. I oh. So, Simone quote, like, said that she was inspired by her, and I think that's just such a powerful, kind of like, I mean, it's a baby step, but it's a it's a baby step in a, the direction of, like, some actual agency. Yes. Like, and I think it's just kind of bringing back, bringing back the story of women over their own bodies. Yeah. Um... And I, women of color leading the charge. Like, yes. get after it. We're right behind you. <laughs> 100%. I think what I want to point out, or, like, kind of end this segment of around is, like, Shikari and Simone, and you talk about Naomi, too. These women, I think, we're often, the media is looking for them, right, to once again be perfect or don't be there. Yep. Expecting um, perfection. It is, like, yes. all all that anyone can even say around their names is uh, how perfect they right, are. Right, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and expecting, um, not, like, not only just perfection of, like, their talents, but in how they carry themselves, right? Yes. Like, you're not allowed to have any emotions. Mm-hmm. You have, and, and what I would, like, hard on is the palatableness for a white audience, right? Are you who I want you to be as a white individual, and do you make me comfortable in your space? Because I, as a white individual, have to be comfortable in your space. And the weird, like, overtures of, like, the great tradition of the sport. And you're just like, who (laughs) cares? All those people are dead. And they probably wish that they could have stepped out of a fucking media field day. Yes. And just taken the fight and walked. But but 100% of these women do not owe their body, their voice, their talents, or their the the story of a perseverer to anyone, right? I think no. that we were really harping on that, like, look at Simone Biles, like, persevering her sexual assault to, like, champion the United States for us. And it's like, actually, 
we don't deserve yeah. that. She doesn't owe us that. She can she she didn't need to show up. She did, and that's awesome. Right. But a hundred percent, I'm I'm so equally, if not more, excited for her to say, never mind. Actually, no. Yeah. <laughs> this is not gonna be where I show up for you. I mean, I love that. Basically, we've been giving as a society giving her all this power of like you're perfect you're everything blah 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 and so she's like great I have your attention I'm going to actually like act on my own behalf with my own agency because you're all looking at me so at least I can actually at least I know you're listening yes. like while while I'm speaking uh, which is sometimes the hardest part is just to get somebody to listen when you're finally speaking what's true for you and how you're actually feeling I, again very humanizing to watch someone be like actually I'm not okay and I'm not going to um, do this thing that's fucking hard uh, because a larger organization needs me to. <laughs> right. It was like, right, perspective. <laughs> we almost forgot about perspective. It's almost uh, not about me at all. It's, it's almost like it's just some of these systems need to crumble. And I'm, I am very, like, excited to watch her do both, both of them do whatever they want to do. Yeah. I think we're all, like... Here for it. Like, whatever it is. Yeah. We're interested. So, oh gosh, yeah. Wow. Good note to end on, though. <sighs> yeah. Empowerment, empowerment, empowerment. Yes, women, especially black women, having just the agency over their own Yeah, thanks for doing Thanks for doing the real, real hard work out there. Yeah, man. In the front. I'll say, I'll say it. Bunch of bummers. So, is there any way you could take us far away from here? <laughs> We would love to follow you. I, we think you have really good ideas. No, you, Elizabeth. Can you take me far away from this moment? Me personally? Yeah. You want to talk about my failings in the judicial system again, or? Oh, I was just hoping you had something for me to judge. You have something for me to judge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in charge of my own destiny. <laughs> See empowerment. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Forgot. You led you led the charge so hard on all of those stories that I think you were just like, and that was the history. And I, yeah, yeah it's I was. actually the today. <laughs> it's the today. Yeah. I was so sad. I was like, please help me. But uh, do I have a treat for us? Because the <laughs> thing that I planned for you to judge Elizabeth is going to make everyone so happy. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> I promise I didn't forget that last week I said that I wanted you to judge Olympic uh, commercials. <gasps> However, right. Um, it turns out the only thing, the only thing worse than watching a commercial is listening to it. Oh yeah. And I felt like the audience didn't need to be subjected to that horrible audio. Um, that was generous. In case anyone was wondering, obviously Taco Bell won, and for some reason, uh, every single Olympics episode is about. It's like it kind of seems like they're all Oscar bait. They're like, all the Olympics commercials. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. All they're like. Do you want to watch a mom cry in the stands and watch her kid as a two-year-old, then a five-year-old, yes, then a twelve-year-old, hundred percent run? And you're just like, oh man, I'm I'm so tired by the end of this. <laughs> so much like also the filmography, filmography, <laughs> cinematography. Thank you so much. <laughs> cinematography. They love using like dark, shadowy yes. backlighting people. They're all the same. They all pull from the same playbook. So there you go. Uh, we'll send you on your way. Thanks for listening. It also just is like kind of rough. It's just like different super corporate capitalistic organizations like feigning progressiveness of like Nike's like, did you know women can play sports? <laughs> and then like Bugles is like, do you know non-white people have feelings? And then Ugh. and then Levi's is like the Paralympics. 
nice, right? <laughs> and you're like, I feel like I'm being sold something different and yeah. crunchy yeah, in a bad way. A bummer. Bit of a bummer on multiple fronts. So I'm not going to make you judge those. What I am going to make you judge is, did you know that (laughs) in Iowa, oh boy, there is a quaint county fair contest called husband calling. Oh my god! (laughs) What? (laughs) Uh, The whole. A concept of this is like it's like a very precious county fair in which women hop on stage and they are judged uh, medal they medal uh, wait am I supposed to actually love this and how well they can call their uh, husbands home for dinner wow uh, there is a little PBS special video okay. on it which is where I will be playing uh, you and our audience the audio okay <laughs> um, I'm going to play five calls. Okay. They are judged by the official Iowa County Fair judges. One, two, three, four, and five. But I'll play them in different order okay. so that you don't know. What the winner and was. you have to judge what's best. Okay. I will give you some, I like a little bit of hint, a little bit of hint on what their qualifications are. Okay. And none of these are secretly you. No, oh, just God. checking. I wish the audio wasn't. It was just going to be so obvious. <laughs> I can go uh, in the other room and scream uh, for you and see and see how effective it is. Oh, you know, <laughs> don't hurt yourself. Um. All right. So we listen. We hear one of the judges say what they are judged on. Yes. And then per- some personal preference for her, which apparently you can have. Oh. Okay. So the three things that they judge on, and I'm not saying you have to judge on this. I'm just going to tell you what they judged on. I want to judge well. Okay. Well, this is great because it's so vague. They judge on three things. First impression. Okay. So hearing it. Last impression. Okay. And presentation. Okay. So I Wow, these don't mean anything. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like... You judge on the vibe you get at first, the vibe you get at the end, and also the vibe in the middle. Um, then this specific judge said that she personally judges on, can I understand what they're saying? Okay. And do I know what you want? Like, <laughs> does the call actually uh, call for what they desire? And they always just desire their husband to come home for dinner. Is that um, always? A couple of the contestants have a little bit of flair. But the original concept was dinner. Okay. Okay. <laughs> wow, this is gonna get buck. I can already tell. I told you what a perfect <sighs> note to end this on. Um, all right, so I'm gonna provide you a little intro okay. uh, that the PBS special gives because I love it. Modern messaging methods like texting and emailing can never compare to good old-fashioned yelling at the husband calling contest. Whoa, man. <sighs> so that's how we start this video. And there's some tones. It's the best. Some overtones. All right. So here's number 1 for you. Sample number 1. Sample number 1. <laughs> Unless you want to make the bed, you better get up like right 
impression? I think that was a 10 second hold. <laughs> I mean, she's here to win. Okay, <laughs> I am gonna write down 10 second hold, so. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow, okay, cool, wow. <laughs> um, all right, uh, here we go. Here's number two for you. Okay. says nighttime? Is that what she said? I think so. The clock says nighttime. <laughs> you remember, first impression, last impression, presentation. That probably goes somewhere in the presentation, yeah, because it was right, it was in the middle. <sighs> the clock says nighttime. Thank you. Okay. Alright. Uh, next. Do you like to hear me call my husband? What am I supposed to call him? You low down, Roger, Daryl, Eichelberg, you low down, stinky, manure covered, farmer tanned. Oh, I'm supposed to call him for dinner. It's so painful. <laughs> like, she sounds like she's dying. <laughs> like, like, like Daryl is her only hope of being saved. Oh, I also really like that she came in hot with some like ad libs and then kind of forgot the plot of what she was doing. She was a little cheeky. And yeah, we do appreciate a cheekiness. Okay. All right. Wow. Um, uh, second to last. Roy. Can you hear me? You get yourself in here right now! Come on! You know you're gonna be late again, and you know that I want to get there on time. Roy! Roy, 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 Roy! <laughs> oh man. Her voice sounded a little more mature, mm-hmm. and I love that. Mm-hmm. I'm imagining her as a, just a teeny teeny tiny woman. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I really like that all of these men's names are just, like, also such, like, old man names perfect for old biddies. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love it. Alright, this is the last one. Bob! Hurry up! I don't want to be late! I don't want to be late to the great Iowa State Fair! Bob, hurry! Hurry! Bob! Robert Dean! That's it! I'm going by myself! Themed. It's you know I can I can I be honest a little pandery, quite pandery. I I didn't wanna, <laughs> I didn't wanna shit on her, but yeah. La we a wee bit of pandering. Iowa State Fair. <laughs> uh wow. So um, so first impressions, last impressions of this whole segment. First impression, I was worried it was gonna be so insanely loud. Mm. Um. And I also thought maybe you wouldn't be able to understand people very well, like that that very professional judge was saying. Like, I want to know what they're saying. Mm. I understood everything. That's great. Um, I love which that. is good and bad. Last impression. Like, uh, 
I do want to know if there are rules about what you can and can't say. Like, gotta keep it clean, gotta... Very curious. Like, you can't go after their character. Like, you know, like, I'm just curious. Well, that one woman said, you no good, stinky. Yeah, low so down. Low down. And then farmer went, tanned. Exactly. Farmer tanned. Uh, yeah, but I mean. But I think it's, you know, it's the Iowa State Fair. Maybe no one even shows up. It's a family event. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can appreciate Too that. Too blue. Oh, yeah. These moms. These wives. These, once again, I'll say it, biddies. <laughs> these biddies. Uh, and, and presentation. <laughs> I'm just so glad that this has been something we spent time doing together. <laughs> this is, I'm just so glad it exists. I'm yeah, so glad yeah, that yeah. I found it. There's some piece of media that I, I consumed at some point yeah. that told me this existed. Yeah. And I forgot about it. Yeah. Um, until today I was like, Elizabeth is going to judge a contest, like something that else has contested. And the internet was like, do you mean this husband calling contest? And I was like, I do. I do. Thank I you, internet. I do. Sometimes the internet is so helpful. It's so nice. Not all the time, though. But in this case, big points to the internet. Okay, I want to judge them quickly so I don't forget. Okay. Okay. The Irving with... The first one, with mm-hmm. the, where she's yelling for Irving, and then she just holds his name for ten seconds. Yeah. Is impressive to me. Yes. That was a skill. Yes. That she showed off, and that does deserve to at least medal. I think I'd like to give that silver. Okay. For the Yoohoo Cuckoo one. <laughs> so ridiculous. The clock says night <laughs> Because it gave away their placing, but oh, sure. she had the most serious face, oh. which is kind of terrifying. <laughs> like kind of deadpan. The clock says nighttime, then becomes the scarier. Clock. Yeah, like she was kind of deadpan. Like the, the clock says nighttime. And you're like, good grief. Okay, I actually want to give that one bronze. So I love the it. second one to play is bronze. Okay. Hmm. Um. I think. Yeah. We're just rethinking. Okay. Um. Okay. I, I want to give special recognition to, um, <laughs> this is so hard. I'm really thinking about it so much. Okay. I want to give a special shout out to number three, which was for Daryl, uh-huh. where she starts out by insulting him, but then she's like, I'm supposed to call him for dinner. <laughs> My B. And then like switches, uh, over to doing that. Yeah. That I would like, like my fourth place, if okay. you will. The Bob themed one, I guess I'm doing process elimination. The Bob one that was like, I'll be late to the fair. We're all yeah. like, yeah, we're all here, but we're not gonna like woo. Yeah. You know? I think I'll give it that fifth place. Um, which I guess means that my first place medal goes to Roy, Roy. Which is an older contestant that I was very impressed by. Even though. Even though she did sound like she was going to hurt herself, <laughs> like, by yelling so hard. So, yeah. I'll give Roy gold. Oh, awesome. Okay. Would you like to know? Yeah, I would. Um, so, I am, I am, I would say that I would give medals probably the same as you. Okay. Me personally. The fair gave, um... You gave uh, bronze to what was their number four. Okay. The clock says nighttime didn't do it for him? 
The clock says nighttime did not do it for them. The Iowa audience doesn't like, like, a dark moment in their husband calling? I know. Okay. Um, you gave silver to their number three. So... Okay, so to Daryl. Their, yeah. The cheeky one. Yeah. But you gave gold to their gold. <gasps> Elizabeth! Yes. So you actually placed them all in order, but they slipped in the insulter into slot silver, slot number two. Okay. And I would argue that I'm with you that her, like, I mean, she just kind of, like, found the plot halfway through. It didn't seem like she was as prepared. And what I personally judged them on was would I come to dinner? (laughs) Would I come to dinner? It's called effectiveness. So for number one, Roy, like, her maturity... um, she, so actually there's a tiny interview with uh, the woman who won gold that I would love to share with okay, you. Okay, please. When I first started, my husband said to me, you're not going to do that, Bonnie. You're not. Oh, please don't do it. I said, I'm going to do it. I defied him and I won first. So after that, <laughs> he's gun hole for me. <laughs> so she's been winning first for a while. Oh, really? Which I it's love. Very charming. And it's just, yeah, her husband was like, you will not. And she said, I'm gonna do it. I defied him. I defied him. And now him. he's gung-ho for me. I it's love her really so sweet. much. She's in a tiny little wheelchair. She's the frailest little woman. She's wearing wow. all purple and black. What? She's got a big hat, dangly earrings, and I'm obsessed with her. So, Damn. and I just, like, if I heard her voice, that, like, I think she'd whoop my ass if I didn't come to dinner, so I'd want to come. You know what I mean? Yes, it's that, like, maturity that you're like, oh, shoot, it's not even, like, my mom. It's, like, a couple moms above my mom. Like, I have to get there. Right, 100%. And then you, yeah, you gave silver, and then I actually, the bronze, the woman, the cuckoo woman. Yeah. uh, She would scare me so much, I'd come running. She seems like a ghost in the night. The clock says nighttime is scary. It's terrifying. And just like the cuckoo, cuckoo. It's like, are you, like, like she's like the clock, but it's like terrifying. It's so haunting. Yeah. I'd come running. I'd come running. Whether I wanted to or not. Well, yeah. So there you go. I think you did an incredible job. Thank you so much. You honestly aligned and and you gave number five to their number five. Okay, good. Um, So I think that you actually did a really good job. I I like it even the Iowa Fair judges were like, well, that's... That's a little pandering for yeah. our taste. And she didn't command the room, you yeah. know? I would not come running. I'd be like, no. whatever, Mom. No. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Out of left field. Well, sure. I know this was an, a long episode, but can I just say, so worth it. <laughs> just so much was unearthed, and, and so much was shared, and that's what we're all here for. You know what I'm really excited by? The fact that... Us and all of our audience members are actually now friends. Because if a secret makes friends, then your secret of, of the, ju- of the judicial so irritating. People are going to use this as a way to just become, like, instantly my friend. And I'll be like, <laughs> no, you have to prove it. They're like, no, I have a secret. I'm like, so does, like, all uh, one million people that listen to the pod. Uh, yeah, you've got uh, so many friends, Elizabeth. It's oh a huge gosh, problem. I'm very popular. I know. I know. <laughs> I can't wait to get a secret of my own someday. I Maybe I'll make part, a new friend. I hope to be part of one. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks uh, for coming through, you guys. I know we touched on some more serious stuff, but I hope that the husband calling contest really brought you uh, uh, the power right of, back. The power where you of women in sport. Am I right? The power of women in sport <laughs> to inspire, to terrify, to change uh, the world. To call 
To summon. Calling us to action. To scream, to yodel at the Iowa County Fair. Oh, you were talking and about beyond. the other sports. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking about the husband calling contest. Go, go, go. Scope is sports. Different. <laughs> all applies. It all applies. Um, uh, thanks for coming through, y'all. I can't wait to uh, be at this same, same time, same place, the same exit on the road trip next week. <laughs> on the road trip next week. Thank you and goodbye. Bye. Bye.